Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Hello, this is Monique McDonald. And if you're looking for more one-on-one help with your voice and how to make it magnetic, I want to invite you to check out my coaching packages at themagneticvoice.com. Then click Transform with Monique and book a complimentary connection call. Let's see if we can find a package for you that will fit all of your needs. I'm so grateful for your listening to the Magnetic Voice podcast, and I can't wait to meet you and continue the conversation. Take care. See you soon. Welcome to the Magnetic Voice here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel a show where speakers and singers learn how to be more magnetic and align their voices to the divine within. Today, episode 51, Energetic Magic with Shiraz Babu. And now your host, Monique McDonald. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Voice Podcast. My name is Monique McDonald and I am here with the great and magical Shiraz Babu. Welcome, Shiraz. Thank you, Monique. Great to be here. We're so happy to have you. I am going to tell you all, my dear listeners, all the amazing things that Shiraz has done. So, We're going to roll right into that. Shiraz is a multi-award-winning author, international speaker, and reality interventionist. Mm -hmm. Shiraz has helped hundreds of people rewrite their reality. Most people are unknowingly addicted to stories of adversity and struggle and left with lack of success, confidence, and freedom. Shiraz helps you to annihilate your unconscious addiction to these stories while learning to maintain a calm confidence no matter what's going on. The results are improved careers, higher income, better health, and deeper relationships. Please help me welcome Shiraz Babu. Yay! Welcome to the show. 
<laughs> Thank you. Did you like that it's little like when, fanfare? Yeah, it was funny though when you said I'm going to tell you all about him, and I'm like, how do you know all about me? What have you been doing research? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I only told the good parts. The okay. rest, they will have to meet you to find out. The rest. <laughs> Sounds good. I look forward to meeting everyone. I'm so grateful to have you here. Shiraz and I are on a journey together. We are um, in a a program where we are learning to be better speakers. And our Mm -hmm. goal is to get on a hundred stages this year. So I met Shiraz through one of my favorite people, uh, Kimberly Crow, and we are on this journey. We've been traveling together now. We were in first. We were in Louisiana. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. we were just in Scottsdale. Yep. And now are we're off coming? to Mexico. Oh, you're coming to Mexico. All right. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's looking like that might happen. Anyway, so. Um, and also Shiraz has been helping me rewrite my reality and step out of some old stories that I've been living and I'm so ready to release. And so I couldn't wait to share him with all of you today. So let's get started, shall we? Sounds good. All right. So Shiraz, you often say... The problem is actually the solution. Can you tell mm-hmm. us uh, what you mean by that? Oh, yeah. So oftentimes we have these problems in our lives that we just can't seem to solve. We're not making enough money, or we always meet the wrong person, or there's an illness we have. And the thing I've discovered is that every consistent problem in your life is the solution to another problem you're not looking at. And that other problem is always emotional. So when you try to solve things with the physical, you're not solving the emotional, and so you can't actually fix the problem. And so as an example, let's say you say, I'd like to make a lot more money. Would you like to make a lot more money, Monique? Yes! Okay, (laughs) so... So I get a lot of people coming to me for that. I'd like to make a lot more money. And what what turns out to be the truth is they don't because they don't deep want down, to make a lot more money. Is that what you're saying? Yes. There's not a lot of people out there that want to make a lot more money. As much as everyone thinks more money would be wonderful. And we say they, it all the time, right? We say it all the time. But if you let me let me throw an example out there. If you have, say, an extra $200,000 coming in a year, and now you know, okay, that means family and friends are going to come up and say, Monique, look how much money you're making. Can you give me some? Can you invest in my new business venture? Monique, you have so much, you know, it, it should not be a problem for you to just hand some over here. You, you now have to support the family. Or, you know, Monique, you have that much money. Are you using it the right way? Right? Are you giving to the right charities? Are you being, are you being frugal with it? Right? Or, or how come you get to have all that money, Monique? Why can't I make it? I mean, I hate the fact that you, now if you, 
If any of these example conversations are causing you to have an emotional reaction, like, I don't want that to happen, or, oh, I hate that, oh, I don't want that to happen, your brain prioritizes protecting you from emotional reactions over physical circumstances. So it goes to the simplest solution. I don't want to have those conversations. Oh, if I don't make the money, I'll never have to have those conversations. Problem solved. Mm. This is this is how it works. And so when three, you say the problem is the solution, yeah. you're saying that the problem that I'm identifying is I don't have enough money or I want to make more money is mm. actually my brain's solution to protect me. Yep. Is that what is that what you mean by that? That's exactly it. And the three biggest emotions it tries to protect you from are guilt, shame, and heartbreak. And why do you think it those those are the big three? Well, heartbreak is devastating. People feel like they could die from it. <laughs> yes. Guilt and shame are two of the lowest frequency emotions. Every emotion has a certain energetic frequency to it. And guilt and shame are amongst the lowest. So your brain, your brain tries to keep you out of those lowest emotions. And so things like frustration, anger, even despair are all higher than guilt and shame. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. And, and it's, it's such an interesting way of looking at life. So when I look around my life and I, and I'm seeing things that I want to improve or I, you know, when I want to, live the life, my best life. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm working so hard and I, all I want to do is make money so that I can help more people and become more visible. There is that brain of mine that is stepping mm -hmm. in and saying, yes, that's what you say you want, mm -hmm. but no, let me protect you. Absolutely. Because if we live our best life, we will have to feel those emotions or experience those emotions. Is that what it is? Well, there's, there's the lie in there. Yes. The, the brain says, if you live, if you try to live that best life, you will have to experience those emotions. You have to experience that shame or, or you have to deal with all this judgment with people. It's going to feel like awful. And right. You'll feel guilty for having so much while all these people are suffering. That's what it's telling you. But all those emotions are actually choices. We don't feel like choices at the moment, but they are actually choices based on our conditioning. Right? So, like, think about this. There's three, three, three guys there standing next to each other, and someone comes up and just pulls the pants down on each one of them. Right? Okay. I giggle so, like a toddler. That's it. And this is the thing that just happened. Now, their junk is exposed. They're standing there. Now, number one is like, oh my God. And he's struggling to grab his pants, pull him up. And he's, he's, everyone's seen him. He's embarrassed. He's runs away. He's like, this could just affect him for the rest of his life. And he's like, Oh my God. Right. But that was the choice he made to be embarrassed and shamed because his pants were pulled down. Number two gets embarrassed, looks around, sees it's Joe. Joe's always doing these things. He's like, Oh my God, Joe. And he pulls up his pants and he's like, sorry, everyone. Sorry. I know this is embarrassing. It's not me. It's Joe. Joe did this. So he, that was his reaction. And you know, people that would have that reaction, they don't go into complete shame because that's their choice. 
if, right. if there were no choice, everyone would go into the exact same emotion in the exact same circumstance. So that's just the second guy's thing. And then the third guy, his pants drop down. He puts out his arms. He goes, ladies, take a good look. <laughs> I'm going to be pulling up my pants soon. Not yet. I want you to just take it all in. Take it all in. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right. Okay. I'm going to put them up now. Because that's how he decided to react. No shame whatsoever. Just flowing with it, having fun with it. Because that's the, that's what he grew up with. Mm. Right? So these are all choices. But your brain's going to tell you there is no choice. This is just what you're going to feel. Right. Got it. So that is the lie. That is that the are, lie. That's the little trick that our brain plays on us in order to protect us, which I kind of love that part. Mm-hmm. It is trying to protect us. Yeah. It doesn't want you to have those emotions, but it's also telling you, this is the funny thing. It doesn't want you to have those emotions, but it's also telling you, oh, you're going to have those emotions. Right. <laughs> right. So, so so don't step out of your comfort zone. Stay safe. Yep. Don't, you know, you can say you want to be, you know, you want to be successful and abundant, but mm-hmm. you if you are, then this is going to happen. But it's unconscious. And how do we make it conscious, right? This is the rewrite reality part, right? So in order to make it conscious, you you have to start becoming aware of those underlying feelings. You have to start exploring all the possibilities of what happens when things change. Because usually when you say, I want more money, and I say, well, what's that going to get you? The list starts off with freedom. I can buy what I want. I can travel more. Everything will just be easier. And that's where your conscious mind goes. But when you keep going deeper into it, what else and what else and what else, the subconscious is eventually going to kick in and it's going to say, oh, but what about this? And I don't want to pay more taxes. And people are always going to be up in my face. And what if I lose it? I'll feel like crap. And it's just going to be so much harder to manage all that money. And all this stuff starts to come up. And when you start listing, listing a lot of it out, you're like, oh, that just sounds like too much. Even though you started off with, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Right, right, right. Oh, thank you for, this is just so helpful. And I, and I, and I love your work and I, I love doing it with you, which I invite everybody. Shiraz is going to give us a gift at the end of this podcast and, and you're going to have so much fun checking out his work and how he does what he does. But first I want to talk about your book. So when I first met you, I bought your book. You gave your talk and you sold your book at the back of the room. And I actually, I I think I didn't have the money at the time. And he's like, I'm going to give you this book, but you're going to make sure to buy it on Amazon, right? And I did. And I, I couldn't put the book down. I read it. I read the whole book on the way home on the plane. It was brilliant. And it's called How to Rewrite Reality. And one of the things that I loved about the book, being an opera singer and an actress, is the stories and the roles that we play, the characters that we play, Mm -hmm. that we feel more comfortable with, and how we're affected by stories that aren't even ours. So if our parents were living this pattern or this story that that we may have adopted that unconsciously without even realizing it. Or I know for me, one of my roles that I adopted was the one who suffers. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. about because I'm an opera singer, (laughs) 
but suffering was is I it, it is still something that I I really have to step out of. That seems to be my first go to. So, could you talk to us about this? How we are affected by our stories and how we can become addicted to these stories. So, would you classify yourself more as the victim or the underdog? I would say for most a lot of my life I I was I was I was classifying myself as the victim and I I realized I was doing some other work last night and something came up that I didn't even know which was that somehow I got a message when I was very young that I didn't matter and so I feel like my whole life has been all about I'm important and I matter and okay. um, I don't know. Is that victim or underdog? Let uh, me ask the expert. <laughs> that's more victim. Underdog feels like they matter, but they just can't get anywhere. Yeah. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read a little bit here. The victim, strangely enough, does not want to be saved. When the victim becomes saved, they lose their archetype, their identity. In relationships, victims seek out heroes and try to create a symbiotic relationship where they keep finding situations to be saved from. If the victim runs out of things to be saved from by that particular hero, then the victim will end the relationship, create more issues to be a victim of, and then create another relationship with a different hero, or possibly return to the old relationship to be saved again. Oy, I certainly <laughs> don't want to hear that about myself. And I think that's part of it too, right? We yeah. don't want to look at because that sounds horrible and it goes against everything that I have built my life to be, right? To be a powerful woman, to stand in my power and speak my truth, to stand on a stage and sing, right? Mm -hmm. So to hear that that is unconsciously at play within me, I don't want to see that. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. And the thing is, you, you can think you're not a victim, but then circumstances, and I'll use air quotes around circumstances, come up that are completely out of your control that cause things to happen that go, oh my God, and then you need to be saved. And it's not because you're a weak person, you're a strong person, but it's the circumstances that cause the victim. To, and what you need to realize is that you're constantly creating your own circumstances and putting yourself in circumstances to stay in your story. For me, I was the opposite. I was the hero. So I always looked for, for partners that were victims. And whenever they got to a point where they didn't need to be saved anymore, the relationship would end, usually them breaking up with me. And I kept wondering why these girls keep breaking up with me. And then I'd find another one, save her, and then she'd break up with me. And that was my pattern until someone pointed it out. And I was just like, oh my God, you're right. Because if I can't save them, what's my role in, my, in the relationship? What purpose do I have? What possible value can I have? if I'm not there to save some. So I had to stop that. Right. And I had to stop that. And, and in your work, you actually ask us, are you willing to step out of the story yeah. of blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> you would think you would say, I, I know in, for, in my own experience, I would be like, say yes, say yes. <laughs> But there was that in me that was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And, and I found, I found, I find this part of the work so fascinating because really you have to wait to be ready. 
And the thing is, sometimes you can become ready in a session because when I ask you the question initially, you're not ready because there's a belief bef- below that belief. So we go down and we, we go a little deeper and see what's going on and we find this other belief. And are you willing to step out of that story? And if not, then we go a little deeper. Are you willing to step out of that story? And then once we finally get the one you're ready to step out of, we come back and now we'll step out of that one. Now we step out of that one. And that now you just let, the, let it all go. But it is basically a matter of getting to a point where we show your subconscious mind, it's going to be okay. Because mm. it's just trying its hardest to keep you safe. But safety does not mean comfort, which is crazy. Safety is familiar. Oh my God, please say that again. That is so important for us to remember. Okay. Being safe doesn't mean being in comfort. It just means being in familiar familiarity. Because an abusive relationship can be familiar and therefore it's safe. Poverty can be familiar and therefore it's safe. Loneliness can be familiar and then it's safe. And just not ever being really big and successful or seen is familiar and safe. And we're striving for the opposite of all that. But your brain's like, but I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea how that's going to feel. What if something goes wrong? What if we lose it? (laughs) What if something really, really, really bad happens and we get hurt? So you know what? Let's just stay here. Right. And that's what you mean, I think, when you say we become addicted to that reality. Yeah. And and here's the crazy thing is, even if you step out of the, the old reality into the new reality, because it's an addiction, you can still have withdrawal. Ooh, yes. Right? I, I worked with a, a man that his story was something always goes wrong. Right? And I'm like, what's something always? He goes, every single day, something goes wrong. It is inevitable. And I'm like, wow, inevitable. That's, that's, these are powerful words. You, right? So uh, then we found out that he prides himself as being a problem solver. Now, how does... What does a problem solver have to keep bringing into his life in order to feel valued? Problems. Yes. <laughs> so some every something had to go wrong every single day so he could feel valued. Mm. Right now, consciously, it was frustrating the hell out of him. Unconsciously, oh my god, look how valuable I am. Right. So when when we got him aware of that and shifted his belief around that, things stopped going wrong. He he had weeks of nothing going wrong. And then like three weeks later, he calls me and he's like, something went wrong today. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's talk this through. What's what's the matter? He goes, nothing's gone wrong for three weeks. And I said, why are you sound making that sound like it's a bad thing? <laughs> and he said, oh, well, week one was fine. I felt great. Nothing was going wrong. Week two, I was like, wait, well, when's it going to go wrong? And week three, it was like, oh my God, how could it go, everything go right for this long? And when something did go wrong, I felt relieved. Ooh. I'm like, of course, you got your fix. Got your fix and you feel relieved yeah. because it's back to that comfort, that safe yeah. space where we feel, oh, this is amazing. Shiraz, I'm so grateful for you in my life, and I am so excited that I get to share you with my beautiful audience here at the Magnetic Voice Podcast. 
we always end our sessions with one last question. Okay. What is a magnetic voice to you? A magnetic voice is one that attracts all the people that will appreciate who you are and who can benefit from what you do and brings them into your life. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, you can get Shiraz's book, How to Rewrite Reality on Amazon. Oh, and you have a gift for us. Can you tell us a little bit about your gift? So the gift is focus and brain training audios. So one of the best ways to get out of an addiction and stay out of the addiction is to build your mental muscles to say, this is what I'm going to have, and that's it. None of this crap that my subconscious keeps trying to tell me. I'm going to stay focused on what I want. <laughs> and that's what these audios help you do. You listen to the audios and they train your brain to focus on the things you want. And the cool thing is you can sit quietly and listen to the audios. Or for certain audios, you can be on a walk or doing the dishes. So it doesn't have to be extra time in your life. It can just be incorporated into what you do. And they are two five and 12 minutes long. So it's not like two hour meditation and then everything's solved. You can do two minutes here, five minutes there, and just put them into your day as needed. I recommend you do them just before you want to do something stressful. So it gets you focused. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for your courage and thank you for your voice. Thank you. All right. All right. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you for tuning in to the Magnetic Voice Podcast with Monique McDonald. Take care. All right. Welcome to the meditation. I'm going to invite you to release and let go and bring yourself consciously to this now moment. I'm going to invite you to breathe in this moment. Release and breathe. Open your heart and mind and soul and experience yourself as pure energy whatever that means to you your bones are energy your blood is energy your skin is energy your feet and hands are pure energy. Your heart is energy. All of the different parts of you are now melting into this energetic swirl of matter and your child
just allowing yourself to float freely. Feel yourself energetically just releasing and letting go and becoming a swirl of all that creates you, your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind, all of it is now releasing into this moment as pure energy. And as you breathe into this amazing sensation, Feel yourself interacting throughout the room that you're in. Feel yourself swirling in and through the town that you live in. Feel yourself moving all the way through the state that you're in, the country, the entire world. Feel your energy moving in and through the entire world. And breathe, knowing the magical power of being particles of light and energy. You are divine, endless, infinite. Whatever you think your reality is, you get to rewrite it today. From this perspective of the allness, of the wholeness, of the Alpha and the Omega. You choose what your story is going to be. Who are you going to become? What elements are you going to bring forward and reclaim? Today, as you pour yourself back into your beautiful body, all of that energy and space pouring back in through the top of your head into this glorious body. Now you get to rewrite your story. What experiences do you want to have? What journey do you want to take? What is that thing you've been wanting to do and you've been telling yourself you can't do it? Are you ready to step out of your stories of limitation and lack? Are you ready to step out of the characters that you've been playing based on your history? based on your parents' stories, 
based on the roles you've been cast in by the people in your life. Are you ready to take the pen into your hand and pour all of your magic and all of your energy through this pen and write a new story? What is the life you want to live? Who do you have to become to manifest it? Today, take the first step with me. I'll hold your hand every step of the way. It's your birthday. Who are you becoming? As you breathe and know the truth of your being, you know with me today that we are co-creating our lives. We are deciding here and now how we want our lives to unfold and who we are becoming in order to support that life of success, of abundance, of joy, of utter joy and love, infinite love. And so as we take this first step together, that perfect center between earth and sky, that perfect center of divine and human, we take the first step together now. Filled with gratitude, knowing that we are divinely guided, we begin our journey and we say thank you that the road always rises to meet us and that we are always taken care of for this and so much more. We say thank you and smile knowing that the journey is the gift. And so it is. And we let it be. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Magnetic Voice here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Magnetic Voice is copyright 2022, Monique McDonald, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.